This is the Catalyst Podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 3, Episode 10, How Being Vegan Improved My Life, My Story. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Catalyst Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the last three episodes we did about writing. Got a lot of really positive comments, people saying that's really inspired me to write and I just want to what to try now, I, I'm going to give it a go. So well done guys, that's brilliant. I'm really, really happy to hear that and I hope it's, it was useful for you. So today we've got a very special episode. It's something I told you I'm trying to keep doing different things. It's something that means a lot to me. It's a it's a story, really. I'm going to tell you a story today. And um, before we get into that, I'd like to say a massive thank you to our sponsor for the Catalyst Podcast, the Masterclass Sessions, bringing that world class talent through monthly online sessions, best in the world, um, to you on your laptop or your phone. And our competition winner, who won our competition for last month, is Mr. Rob Lacombe of Healthy Heads Education. So Rob loves the podcast and reached out and told us why. And he's going to win a whole 12-month subscription courtesy of the Masterclass Sessions for free. He doesn't have to pay anything. So if you want that to be you, just send me an email to michael at catalyst.co.uk and just say something that you like from today's episode. And, we could be, and we'll enter you into the draw. And then once a month, we pick a name out and it could be you. So today's episode is not so much a how to do something. It's a story that I think should be told. It's a very interesting one. Just like running a business, I didn't plan on this at all. This is in no way trying to uh, tell you about veganism, trying to force an agenda on you. This is just my honest experience, how, what I've experienced living it, because I don't think a lot of people are talking in this way. A lot of people have a lot of opinions, as you know, online, and they'll tell you very strongly, you know, what you should believe. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to tell you exactly what, how I became vegan, why I do it now, what the benefits are, and where I see it going. Okay. So, you know, I want to hopefully live for a long time. <laughs> I started to research into vegetarianism and veganism and, and saw that a lot of ultra marathon runners and endurance athletes and people who are very fit and lived a long, healthy life seem to be vegan. And I thought, okay, that's something I might try, you know, maybe one day. And I was really into health and fitness about three years ago. And I'd had days where I didn't eat meat, you know, and I felt the same. There's no difference. But I watched a film on uh, Netflix called The Game Changers. Now, some of it's really good, some of it's not so good. Some of the facts on it are not necessarily facts, um, and they're open to debate. But it really piqued my interest. And I was like, do you know what? I'll try it for the weekend, right? And I don't know about you, but growing up, I never thought that even, like, not eating meat and dairy was just not an option. I thought I'd explode or die, you know? The idea that you're not only we're not going to eat meat, but you're not going to eat milk or, or dairy or fish or any of these things... So I tried it, right? And that was on the Friday and I gave myself to Monday. And on the Saturday, I swear, I noticed a difference. Now, I'd, I'd had days where I hadn't eaten meat and you don't feel any different. You just feel the same. I think it was the dairy that made the difference. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. I'll see how I feel the next day. Sunday, next day came. I felt really good. Again. The only way I can describe it is if you've ever drank alcohol and you have a hangover the next day, too much alcohol, when the hangover goes and you're like, oh, thank goodness, I feel back to normal now. It was like that, but even better. It's like my body was saying, oh, thank goodness. You're giving us a break from that. So I was really curious by that. I, it shocked me, actually. I wasn't expecting it at all. And I used to do CrossFit at the time. And I went to CrossFit on a Monday. 
I did a workout that was a 20-minute workout. And if you've ever done CrossFit, it's hard. It's not easy. A 20-minute CrossFit workout could be more than some people do in an hour. And I did it. And I was like, that wasn't that difficult. I've got more energy. I think I'll do it again. And I did it a second time. So I did like two. I did 40 minutes. And that totally bamboozled me. I went home and I was like, what is going on? I, I didn't plan on doing this, but I feel really, really good. Genuinely, I felt a difference. I was like, well, okay. I'll do it for a week. I'm sure after a week I'll be sick of it. Now I love pepperoni pizza and cheese and meat and all these things. Eggs, scrambled eggs, fish. I'd never been considered even being vegetarian, but I was just feeling so good. And light. I felt really light when you eat vegan food. It's like, it feels different. So I did a week and I was like, and I remember saying to my mum, I feel really good eating like this. I'm thinking, what would be foolish to stop? So I thought, right. Well, I'll just do it for a month. And you can see where I'm going with this. I got to the end of that month and I started losing weight. Not in a bad way, just started losing a bit of weight. But then my face started to change and the colour of my skin started to change. And I've actually got pictures. Just Google Cataholos or Michael Quiglin and have a look at pictures of me from like four or five years ago. And compared to now, it's, it's complete. I'm like a different person. <laughs> it's like I look younger now. I look healthier now I was like what is going on with this I realized I used to have like a puffiness and a redness in my face it's just gone and again I was quite shocked by that so anyway so a few months into it and then uh, my family's Catholic so obviously we had Christmas in December and I'm thinking oh great well this is you know usually Turkey and it's gonna be really difficult and I found these uh, people online called Bosch the two uh, English chefs and they are good and they do some good recipes and they had like five free Christmas recipes you know check them out on YouTube they've got a really good channel and I thought well I'll try that you know their vegan meat substitute turkey thing with some olive oil and salt and pepper and a bit of a, a rub and I did that and I was like that was actually really good and Christmas meal was fine and then I had my birthday and I was like oh, what's well, my birthday on New Year's Eve so I was like well oh, great no cake for me but nope there were vegan cakes and so I thought, I'm just going to keep going with this. And then I did my first year and then my second year. And I'm coming up to three years in a few months. And that's the main thing to start with. I felt physically so much better. It helped with recovery. So I did a marathon years ago and it took me a week to recover. If you've ever done a marathon, you just feel like you've been hit by a bus. And you spend about a week just eating and, you know, walking awkwardly and trying to recover. So I did that marathon, right, when I wasn't vegan. I then did an ultra marathon two years ago. So I did 30 miles, which is longer than a marathon. I was recovered in two days back in the gym, two days. And it's like that with my recovery and on a lot of things, whereas I might be in sore for days, now it's like a day. It really shocked me, the physical difference it made to, you know, to my health. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it at all. So that was the first thing. And then we got our beloved dog, Kochi. And it's really interesting. I just fell in love with this dog. Because I wasn't eating animals, I was looking around at animals differently. It's The only way I can describe it is like if you're in a relationship with somebody, you don't go looking around at other people because you're in a relationship with that person, right? And you're quite happy with that person and comfortable and because of that you give over confidence and you just feel good. And it was kind of like that with the animals. I was just looking at cows and fields and sheep going, yeah, not really interested in you right now so how are you doing and it changed the way I interacted with animals I, honestly it, to know that like you have a choice in it and that's what I like about veganism, veganism to me it's like 
You don't have to eat that stuff if you don't want it. There's a choice. The the love of Kochi, it all kind of happened at the same time. The love of Kochi led to me loving like all animals and being like, I don't particularly want to eat these guys anymore. I quite like them. I think they're quite nice. And then obviously there's you know the environmental impact on it. And I didn't know any of the stats. And the thing is with stats and data, you can try and skew figures to lots of different ways. If you have an agenda and you go, right, I'm going to take this 90% and make it look really good. Or I'm going to take this 90% and focus on 10% and make the 90% look bad. So I'm not going to try to do any of that for you today. But the one thing I do know is the impact that animal agriculture, you know, raising animals and eating them and then uh, killing them, eat them and starting again, has a massive impact on the the planet negatively, as well as the aviation industry and transport. But I didn't realise that animal agriculture was, was responsible for more than transport. I always thought it was cars and planes. Nope. The energy it physically takes to create animals, rear them, raise them, breed them, kill them, package them, etc., etc. And I was like, wow, so it's, you know, it's helping the environment as well. And I remember before I was vegan, I used to be very hypocritical, make fun of vegans and be like, well, who are they telling me what to do? So that's why I'm, I'm telling you in, the, in this way today, because I never try and bring it up in conversation. It's a very controversial topic. And if I mention it to people... A lot of people have a very kind of strong opinion, you know, one way or the other, or they feel awkward around me, or they they feel they have to apologise if they're eating bacon. I don't see it like that. Kind of like I don't see the way I run Catholics, like some business people. It's just something that I live and that I am. You can't offend me. I don't take it personally. I was, I ate meat and dairy for thirty three years. You know, it's more like you got a choice. And it's like, if you don't want to do that, don't have to do it. I wear a t-shirt that my brother bought me to make fun of me. It's a brilliant t-shirt, Google it. And it's like, hi, I'm vegan. And it says all the things, you know, like, no, my B12's fine. Yes, I get enough protein. No fish. I don't eat fish either. Plants are not sentient. Yes, I'm still vegan. Thank you. And I wear it to make fun of myself, to draw attention to myself, really, sometimes, because I believe if you really feel strongly about something, should be able to make fun of yourself, you know, don't take yourself so seriously. So those three things, you know, the physical um, impact I had on my life, the the love of animals, and also just knowing that, you know, it's not harming the environment. If anything, it's doing a lot of good for it. Those three things help me to realize this is just kind of the way I do things now. And then I get all sorts of questions. People say, well, what about birthday parties? I just don't eat the cake. You know, once a year I get my cake and it's it's all the more special for that, you know. But when you actually look into it, there's loads of... Being vegan now is easier than ever. And I want to just touch on a couple of the misconceptions that um, a lot of people have either said to me they have or they ask questions about it. Right, first thing is people say, do you get enough protein? Yeah. Getting protein is nothing to do with being vegan. It's being having the nutritional knowledge. So I won't go into all the specifics. But you basically have carbs, fats and proteins. Um, proteins for building every cell in your body carbohydrates your energy source and fat is kind of recovery and energy and stuff and you can get loads of protein just doesn't have to come from an animal or protein that animals are their muscle tissue and all that they get from eating plants so it all kind of comes from plants first like look at um what's it a gorilla for example a rhino so if you know where to get protein from you'll get it you'll get it from protein shakes you'll get it from lentils pulses you can get it from soy, you can get it from all sorts of meat alternatives, which is something I'll get into as well. So there's no problem with protein. Same with B12. B12 is just a vitamin that used to be in, um, it's like algae and stuff like that, and we used to have it a lot more readily available. And then we, we kind of sterilized everything so it's not around as much. 
Um, but it's just in vegan milk. It's, it even says now with added B12, you can get nutritional yeast. Like any of these things, if you know where to get it, it's super easy. It's not a problem. I've had absolutely no problem with my bloods, my energy levels, my my strength, any of these things. And the reason I'm saying that is because I'm living it, right? It's not my opinion. It's a fact. Um, so those are some of those things. The second thing is on meat substitutes. Now, again, if you say you're vegan, to some people that means I don't take part in anything. I don't wear animals. I don't eat animals. So some vegans don't even um, have meat substitutes because they're like, well, why would you have something that looks and tastes like meat? Well, I like the taste of meat. I just don't want to eat meat. So for now, for me, you know, I have no problem with that. So if something looks like a burger, great, I'll eat it. It's not, you know, it doesn't come from an animal, so there's no problem. And again, so I, I never tell anybody, you know, what to do. But for the people who have a problem with that, that's their problem with it, really, isn't it? It's not my problem with it. It's, I, I, I've been conditioned to eat meat for over 30 years. So I like stuff that looks like a burger. It's, a, it's like that time, do you remember when ketchup, they tried a green ketchup? Nobody wanted to eat it. I wouldn't want to eat that, even if it tastes the same, because it doesn't look red. It's not what you're used to. So there's just an element in that. And I might eventually transition away from having, you know, meat substitutes or burgers and things like that. Um, and, and again, while I'm talking about meat substitutes, people say, well, aren't they very processed? Yeah, like a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that we ingest, you know, in our environment as well as physically, mentally, is highly processed. Again, just Google it and look into a lot of the animals and all the chemicals and drugs and stuff they're pumped full of. It's not as clean as we like to think it is, you know. And the meat substitutes are getting better, meaning it depends on what you, you know, some of them are junk. They're absolute junk. But some of them are very good and they're very good um, ingredients. And it's like vegan cheese. That's another one. Uh, I found most vegan cheese, I don't like it at all. I think it's horrible. Uh, but there's one that's like a fake mozzarella, and that's pretty good. And again, the way I look at it is, where's it going? You know, it's only on the rise. So they're only going to make better, with your business hat on for a second, they're only going to make better quality products if there's a, a demand for them. And there is. So therefore, they're just going to get better. So vegan cheese, it's only a matter of time until it gets better and better. And I'm quite excited for that. Another thing is pizza. Oh, I love my pizza. I just get a vegan pizza. I had one last night. <laughs> it was very good, you know. So those are some of the things in terms of people think, you know, you're going to die because you're going to get mal malnutrition. Nah, you can eat vegan donuts. It's not a problem. Uh, meat substitutes, I think, is very, very important. And then also as well, it's like anything. You do something because you want to do it, right? You, if I wanted to suddenly be not vegan, then I would. But because I don't, I, I, I just carry it on. There's no pressure ever. And it's like anything. You just get used to it. One time I went to a restaurant. I went for a coffee and they didn't have anything vegan. So I was like, all right. So I just didn't get anything. But that's really rare. I think that's the only time that's ever actually happened. Most places now you go, it's fine. I'm going on holiday soon. They'll have vegan options. You know, it's not really an issue. And then again, people say, yeah, but you're missing out on stuff. But again, I think that's all part of growth and, and development on the journey, isn't it? That you say no to one thing to say yes to other things. If I believe, as I think I do now, that the way I eat now is going to help me to live to 100 years of age, and I know it will work because it's it's working so far, I'd be a fool to go back on that. You know, it's like once you learn, you can never go back. That's the responsibility, I think, of growth and learning that we don't really talk about a lot. It's like once you know you can do better, you do better. And by better, I mean for me. You know, once I've learned that this works for me, then, you know, I'd be a fool to kind of go back, you know. So that's my story uh, of the last nearly three years. It's an incredible thing. It really is because it makes me happy. It sounds weird, but like it adds to my happiness. It's changed me profoundly. It's made me softer and more kind, but not in a silly way. 
it's also made me more aware that how I am as a person is not the same as everybody else. Meaning, for example, being a vegan, most people aren't vegan. And it's just reminding me that, you know, being a man, I'm not a woman. Or being from the UK, I'm not from Asia. And it, it makes you more aware of who you are and more, I think, compassionate towards other people because you're aware that you're a bit different to somebody else. But that's a really good thing. A really good thing, actually, as long as you allow them to just be themselves. And, you know, if I can make one request, please, you know, have a listen, have a think about what I've said rather than people who, I don't know, they might not talk what know what they're talking about, you know, or they're not living the lifestyle or they've just done a bit of research on Google or they try and tell you what to think. Never do that. You know, it's never my place. I always say this, don't I? It's never my place to tell you what to do, you know. Uh, if you want to try it, give it a try. If it works for you, fabulous. If it doesn't work for you, fabulous as well, you know. It's just to give you a bit of choice. So if you want to know any more about that or if you want me to get into more specifics about how it's affected my training or the way that I eat or various different things like that or some of the funny conversations I got into, just again, just send me a quick email. I'll be happy to tell you about it. But the the beautiful thing I think about it is it's helped me to discover, like being in business and like being a dog owner and all these things, that there's way more that you're capable of being in your lifestyle, in your body, in your mind, how you are, than you're actually aware of. There are aspects to your life that can improve your life in your adult life, not just as a child, that you've not even met yet. You know, So if you're single, the partner of your dreams is out there. You just got to connect with them, you know. And that's very much what being vegans taught me. Just like running a business has taught me, though, especially two of those big, uh, the two of the big ones. If you'd have said that to me ten years ago, you run your own business and be vegan. I'd say both of those things are ridiculous. No chance. And yet, here we are. You know, so I think that's pretty cool, isn't it? To just change yourself, but become a a more happy version of yourself without forcing things too much. I think that's a nice thought. So hopefully that's been helpful for you in giving you my story. It's my story, you know, um, and it's 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 just what I've experienced. Hopefully you've taken something from it and you think, oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, that was interesting. Oh, I didn't know that thing about B12. And you might want to take some action on it. You might not. But even if you don't, just know that somewhere, someone right now loves you very, very much, just as you are. Okay. Take care. So today's random fact is, of course, about veganism. And I just thought you might want to know some of the stats around the numbers when I was talking about the environment. So have a listen to this. So I was saying, because of the high volume of resources needed to rear the livestock and the meat and the dairy, an individual vegan diet, so if you weren't vegan, right, you'd help to preserve more than 1.5 million litres of water, 1,000 square metres of forest, and 3,300 kilograms of CO2 every year because it takes 10,910 litres of water just to make one pound of beef. <laughs>